Hey guys, this is Pastor Josh from Fresh Church. We are so excited that you are joining us for our podcast today. I do want to tell you that we pray at Fresh Church that you would get involved in the local church in your city. The Bible says that those that plant themselves in the house of the Lord will flourish. And a podcast and an online experience, a YouTube uh, sermon is amazing, but it does not replace the local church, the hope of the world, the community, the family that God has placed all of us in. And so we hope you find that and we hope you enjoy this message today. Well, hey, we are so glad that you are here today. Um, man, how many people are here on Friday night? Come on, give it up for you here for Friday night. Uh, Awakening night, man, it was so, 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 so good. So I want to encourage you next time we have one of those to come out and be a part of Awakening uh, because, man, God was just moving like crazy on that night, and so he's going to continue to do that this morning. Uh, I also want to let you know that coming up in the next two weeks, as you know, um, uh, if you've been here over the, the last couple of, of, of months, you've heard, you know, we are part of a global church um, from Celebration uh, Church in um, Jacksonville, Florida, and all over the world, really, and so we're super excited. They're going to be here in about two weeks, um, and we're going to have a uh, uh, sometime within the next two weeks, and so I don't know exactly the date yet, so we're going to have like a, a pop-up family night, though, that's what we'll call it, you know? Uh, kind of like when you have a, a, a pop-up shop somewhere where you're like, oh, hey, you got to get there, um, and you don't know exactly the day, but you're following on Instagram and all that kind of stuff. And so I just want to let you know it's going to happen in the next two weeks, and uh, we're hoping that it's going to be um, not this coming Wednesday, but the next Wednesday. But I will let you know. Hopefully I'll have a, a, a sure date on that uh, coming up. But uh, but just be check it out on Facebook, Instagram. Follow us along there if you're not, and because um, God's just going to do some really cool stuff there. And uh, just um, so super excited about them coming up, and and that's um, just being a part of that, and just God laying out some vision for us in 2020. Um, now that we're out of this fast and going into February, and uh, and then March and April and everything else, God is good. Um, I wanted to talk to you this morning about your mind. About our mind. There's a great scripture in James, and um, I don't have it up here on the screen, but I wrote it down this morning. And it says, a double-minded man or woman, a double-minded man or woman is unsteady in all of his ways, in all of her ways. I want you to think about your mind. Because some of you would say, I'm not double-minded, but yet you live like that all the time. Especially when it comes to believing the Bible. We've been talking a lot about, do you believe the Bible or not? Last, last, last week, it's just like, do we simply believe the Bible? And one of the ways that we can know that we're not really living out the Bible is because we're double-minded with the Bible. We're double-minded with the things that the Christ says that we are versus the things that we say that we are in our minds on a daily basis for the most part. We're double-minded in the way that Jesus and the Bible and God has declared that his mercies are new every single morning, but some of us still don't wake up like his mercies are new every single morning. We wake up like his mercies haven't touched you since the fifth grade or from a year ago or from five months ago or from when that moment when. You know what I'm talking about? It was that moment when, and then you decided that you were going to just keep waking up in the same pattern of that from that moment when when the bible says that his mercies are new every single morning that every single day that we can wake up and be a new man every single day we can wake up and be a new woman 
Every single day we wake up in the new man that Christ has put on us because of the sacrifices of God. I want you to turn to Hebrews chapter 3, verse 1, and I want you to listen to what this says. Hebrews chapter 3, verse 1. It's going to be up here on the screen too. It says, and so, dear brothers and sisters, you are now made holy. You are now made holy. In Christ Jesus, you are holy. Turn to your neighbor and say, you holy. And I'm not talking about your genes. Come on. You are holy. Somebody may have just got a number through that. Come on, you know. And each of you is invited to feast on your heavenly calling. We are to feast daily on a heavenly calling. Not feast on the world, not feast on our anxieties, not feast on anything else, but on a heavenly calling. So fasten. Somebody say fasten. Fix. Somebody say fix. It's the same thing. Fasten. Fix. Fasten your thoughts fully on to Jesus. What are your thoughts fastened on? Is one of the questions that I want to ask you this morning. Fasten your thoughts fully onto Jesus, whom we embrace as our apostle and Christ and king, king and priest, is what it says. Now I want you to turn to Colossians chapter 1. Colossians chapter 1, verses 21 through 22. It says this. Even though you were once distant from him, you were once distant from God, but Jesus came and he died, we were then, our old nature killed with him on the cross. I think this is so funny. It, you know, God's like, I don't even want any of the old of you. Like, we literally had to kill it. Like, we, we literally had to kill it. It's so bad. It's so ugly. We, we can't even start new with it. We've got to literally kill it. And so I'm going to put it on the cross with Jesus. And then you're going to be buried with him, and then you're going to resurrect in new life with him. And so you're going to, you were once distant from him, living in the shadows of your evil thoughts. You were once, see, this is important. You were once living in the shadow of your evil thoughts. You were once living in the shadow of your evil thoughts. Let me say it again. You were once living in the shadow of your evil thoughts. If we're still living in the shadow of our evil thoughts, then we are not really embracing what Jesus has done for us and the new man and the new creature and the new life that we are supposed to have. We were once living in the shadow of your evil thoughts and actions. But he reconnected you back to himself. He released his supernatural peace to you through the sacrifice of his own body as the sin payment on your behalf so that you would dwell in his presence. I love that. So that you would dwell in his presence. You don't have to only be in God's presence for five minutes a day. God doesn't want you to be in his presence for five minutes a day. You probably do not have a great relationship with God if you're only dwelling with him in his presence for five minutes a day. He didn't die so that you could just dwell in his presence for five minutes a day. He died so that you, it says in um, the Bible that, that Jesus is actually close to the bosom of God. It's like when you first have that son, when you first have that daughter, all you want to do is just hold them close. Th th this is the way that God wants to hold us. And so then through the cross, 
through the cross, through what he did, so that you could dwell in his presence again. It's like when the Father holds the Son, Jesus, close to him, he's holding you. He's holding you. And that's a place that you dwell. That's not a place that you run from. That, 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 that's a place that, that, that he has redeemed you so that you could be in that place, so that you could be in that position. That's amazing. So it says that we dwell with him in that presence. If you could throw that scripture right back up there for me for just a moment. And now there's nothing between you and Father God. For he sees you as holy, flawless, and restored. Again, do you believe the Bible? Those last three lines. Those last three words. Look at that. He sees you. He sees you as holy, as flawless, and restored. So that means that some of you, though, you're not living from that mindset. You're still living from a mind of sin, not a mind of righteousness. Come on. Where does your mind dwell? Are you more conscious of your sin, or are you more conscious of your righteousness? Let me ask you that question again. Are you more conscious of your sin or are you more conscious of your righteousness? Because God does not see you in his mind as that sinner. He is way more conscious of you in your position in Christ, in your righteousness, in your holiness, in the way that you are, you are not flawed, all of those things. Like, you've got to believe this. What is your mindset on? Do you have the mind of sin or the mind of righteousness? I, I read this this week when I was studying... Um, from a mentor of mine, and, and he said this, and I want you to think about this. He says, when you are more conscious of sin, and he's writing from the perspective of God, writing to him. He said, when you're more conscious of sin than you are of my kindness, my goodness, my grace, and my love, then you cannot know the fullness of who I want to be for you. And you can only walk at a lower level of identity. Do, do you get that? When you're sitting around more conscious of your sin than you are of the Lord's kindness, than you are of the Lord's goodness, than you are of the Lord's grace, than you are of the Lord's love, then you will not know the fullness that God has for you. You will never know it. And you'll always walk at a lower level of identity. And, and, and so um, yesterday I was writing in my journal, and I, I always kind of just pray and write Scripture, and, and, I, and I do it like the, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are just writing me a letter. And, and so um, this, is, this is what I wrote based on Colossians chapter 1, verse 27. It said, Son, we want you to know that living within you is Jesus, who floods you with the expectation of glory. Jesus is flooding me in my life with the expectation of glory. Like there's an expectation that I would actually live in the glory that the Father gave Jesus. And then in John chapter 17, he says, because um, in Isaiah, the Father says that there will be no other person that I will ever give my glory. I will not give my glory to another. But you know what he's talking about there? Isaiah 40 is a reference, uh, Isaiah chapter 40 is a reference of Jesus. 
And so he says, Jesus is the only one that I will ever give my glory to. And then in John chapter 17, what does Jesus pray about you and me? In John chapter 17, he prays that just as you have given me your glory, Father, I now give them this glory. So the expectation of glory should be on our lives. It's amazing. So live being more aware of his glory all around you, Josh. Live through the birds of the air, seeing his glory, the fresh rain falling, the smile of your child, the kiss of your wife's lips. Come on, somebody. A great cup of ice cream. Not talking no, like, you know, cheap ice cream. Talking Jenny's, baby. Let's go. Live, be aware of the laugh in a movie or a show, the sunrise or a sunset, a chat with a good friend. I want you to live enjoying life again, more conscious of my goodness, Josh. More conscious of my kindness. More conscious of my love, more conscious of my pleasure. Live from an expectation of glory, not with an expectation of sin and doom. How many of you came in here this morning and your expectation was glory? Or you were more aware of the sin and doom in your life and the sin and doom all around you? Because one of the main things the enemy is so pleased with with Christians is they're not living from a proper mindset. They're, they're living thinking about their sin. They're living thinking about the shoe's going to drop on me sometime. I just know it. They're living with, with a warped mindset that is not from the Bible. They're living from a mindset of negativity and, and not a mindset of expectation and hope. So I think there's a couple mindsets today that some of us are living in here, and I want to give you the opposite of that because I think how you um, counter this mindset is really important. Some of you are living from a mindset of beating yourself up and that you can't do it. Just beat yourself up. Every time you sin, just beat yourself up. Every time, every time you, I, I just can't do it. I, I just can't. I just can't. I, I just can't do it. But the Bible says that we should be living of a mindset of grace. And what is grace? Grace is not just the unmerited favor of God. Some of you believe that's what grace is. But if that's what grace is, then it, it mentions in the scripture that Jesus needed the grace of God. And so that means that if Jesus needed grace, that he's just like you and me. If Jesus needed grace, he's just like you and me. If he needs unmerited favor, then that means he sins somewhere along the way. So grace can't just be God's unmerited favor. What I believe that grace is, is that grace is the empowering presence of God's empowering presence making you into the person he always sees you to be. So when you see the word grace, you go, oh, okay, um, God, give me grace for that. Give me your empowering presence to make me the person that you have always seen me to be. That's what grace really is. It's great that he gives us unmerited favor, but that's not a true definition of grace. 
Grace is actually the empowering presence of making you into the person that he always sees. And so I don't have to have a mindset of beating myself up every time I sin or every time I just feel like I can't do it because that's when I go, you know what? I can't do it, and I need grace right now. God, I need your empowering presence right now to make me into the person that you have always seen me to be so that then I can do all things through Christ Jesus so that then I don't have to beat myself up because I know that I'm not going to do this again because I'm falling more in love with you and you and you and the more you empower me to follow after you, the more that you will disempower me to fall into my sin. But that's a different mindset, isn't it? Some of us are living in the mind of lack. It's just always what I don't have. Every morning I just wake up in a mind of lack. I've just, I'm just lacking in this. I'm lacking in this. I'm lacking in this. Lack, 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 lack. And I believe that God is just sitting up there going like, Hello? Do you not realize who I am? Do you not realize what I can do? Do you not realize that at the snap of my finger, lightning is made? Do you not realize that I did not die to give you a mind of lack? I died to give you a mind of providence and fullness. A mind of providence and fullness. We need the mind of providence and fullness, meaning that we know that we know that we know that we know that our God has said, is anything impossible for me? Is there anything that I cannot do in your life? Is there any circumstance that is too big? Some of you are believing that your circumstance is bigger than your God. How dishonoring is that? How dishonoring is it to God when we say, my circumstance is huge, it's the giant, and you're right here. And so I'm more worried about my circumstances than I am you coming into my life and defeating the circumstance. We've got to stop living like that. We've got to stop living with the mind of lack. Because if your mind is always lacking, like, see, this is the stuff that Jesus just told me. He was like, your life will not change until you start having a different mindset. what you focus on grows. What you wake up feeling every single morning, if you continue in that mindset, it will continue to grow and grow and grow and get bigger and bigger and bigger. And that's why you've got to fight it with an opposite mindset. You've got to fight it with the opposite thing. And so if you are having a mind of lack, then you've got to fight it with a mind of providence and fullness. So if that's you and you're on the lack mindset, then guess what you got to go to? you got to go opposite. Every day, every morning, providence and fullness. Go and claim the scriptures of providence and fullness. Some of you are in a mindset of despair and depression. And I figured something out in my own life. When I, when I would focus on, in my mind, some of the despair that I was feeling, some of the depression that I was feeling, then I would find myself just getting deeper and deeper and darker into the hole. And what Jesus told me, especially yesterday when I was reading that, was just like, no, Josh, you know, you just have to have a mind of hope. You have to have a mind of expectation. You have to have a mindset of magnificent glory. Like, I'm going to pour out my magnificent glory. Hey, 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 you, hey, you, everybody in here, that's you. 
I'm saying you, that's you. Um, what if you just really believed that God wanted to pour magnificent glory out into your life every day? Because he is who he says he is. See, some of our problems come because we're actually doubting who God says he is. We actually don't believe it. We're actually going, no, 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 no. I know that you say that you want to pour out magnificent glory on my life, but I just don't really see it. And so it can't really be true. And God's like, no, 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 no. What would happen if you would just believe? If you would just have this mindset of, I serve a God who wants to pour magnificent glory into my life. I serve a God full of hope and expectation. I serve a God that is always good. It's like I said on a Friday at the um, awakening night. I, I, I said, we feel like in the church sometimes that it's really cool and it's, and it's awesome. We're like, yes, come to church with your burdens. Come to church with this and this and this and hand it over to the Lord. But then when a person comes in full of exciting joy and abundance and being full and glad, and they're like wanting to shout up and down, jump up and down, worshiping, we're like, who is that freak over there? What, how many Red Bulls did they drink before they came in here today? You need to calm it down because you are just a little too happy about the goodness of God. But what if we instead had a church that would come in full of the goodness of God? What if we instead had people that wouldn't just come in just concentrating on their lack, just concentrate on their depression, just concentrating on their despair, just concentrating on their anxiety and stress and all these other things, but we come in knowing that our God is good. We come in knowing that our God is a God of hope. We come in knowing that our God is a God of expectation right and we are going to come in with that that's the mind of Christ that's the mind that he had he had a mind of expectation he had a mind of hope he had a mind of magnificent glory because he saw the glory of God every single day he dwelled in front of the glory of God every single day he was a part of the glory of God in the Trinity and so that's why he has a magnificent glory mindset and he says you are my son you are my daughter the mind that I have should be the mind that you possess too come on church It's all about our minds. How are we coming in? Some of you have the mind of stress and anxiety. And you know what you need? You need the mind of peace. Let me just ask you about your stress. Let me just ask you about your anxiety. This is what the Lord did in my life. You know how I'm finding so much freedom? Because there's just one day, he's like, Josh, like, what is this really bringing? Like, what does this really bring into your life, all this stress and anxiety that you feel right now? Is there anything good that's really coming from it? Like, think about it. Think about it. Can you really tell me one good thing that your anxiousness and your stress is bringing into your life? Besides just feeling stressed and having anxiety. Does it really bring anything good? But you know what does bring something good? Peace. The mind of peace. Having the mind of peace. And so when you want to go into the mind of stress and anxiety, you have to go, that is an old nature. And here's the thing. Do not let this world that we live in tell you that stress and anxiety is normal. Just the way it is. Everybody's got stress. Everybody's got anxiety. We are not living in the world. We live in the kingdom. 
And in the kingdom of God, what does Jesus say? I have come to bring you peace, abundant peace in the kingdom of God. I have come so that you could give your burdens to me. Yes, give your burdens to the Lord. I'm not saying that you don't bring them to him. But what I am saying is that you don't make your burden bigger than your God. And in the church, that's what we've done. Don't make our stresses, our anxiety bigger. We go, his peace is bigger. His peace is that which transcends all understanding. His peace. And so, God, I need peace right now because if you're feeling stress and anxiety, it is not from God. It's not. Because he said, my peace I leave with you. My peace I leave with you. My peace, I live with you. I leave with you. So what does that mean? That means you have access to peace all the time. And you just left it here through the Holy Spirit. You have access to it at all times. You don't have to live in it. You don't have to walk in it. You don't have to have the mind of stress and anxiety at work when everybody else is just stressful and they're like, oh, I'm carrying all this anxiety. Da, 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 and all this stuff. Oh, man, you got to get that in right here. Da, 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 I'm just stressed out. How are you doing? I'm stressed. How are you doing? I'm anxiety. How are you doing? I'm tired. How many Christians, that's the exact thing they, they say all the time. How are you? I'm stressed. I'm tired. I'm feeling anxiety. All this other stuff. When Jesus is going, hey, what did I die for? What did I die for? Just leave you like that? This is really my people? I think that's the reason why he hasn't come back yet, because he's like, I'm not marrying that. Because they're not walking in the fullness of what I died for. I can't marry that, Dad. Not yet. They got to get it. Stop letting the world and its, and, and its ways just, just go, this is normal to feel all this. He's like, no, this you live in the kingdom. Kingdom is different. The kingdom is different. The world has a mindset of stress and anxiety. I have a mindset of peace. Some of you have a mind of ugly. U G L Y. You ain't got no alibi. You ugly. That's how you see the world. Let me tell you, when, when, when I was feeling stress and despair and depression and all this other stuff, man, it just seemed like the world was just ugly. It's just like a bad place to be. It's like everything's against me. It's just so ugly. Like, man, like, you can take me to a beautiful park or whatever. And I'm like, eh, whatever. Can I tell you, the, the, the mind of Christ is beautiful. Philippians 1.8. Let's look at this. Philippians 1.8. So keep your thoughts continually fixed on all that is authentic and real and honorable and admirable, and beautiful, and respectful, and pure, and holy, and merciful, and kind. And fasten your thoughts on every glorious work of God, praising Him always. The mind of Christ is the mind of beauty. He's like, I didn't create this world so that you could have an ugly mindset about it. He didn't give you new life in Jesus so that you could continually just have this ugly, like the world is just a bad place and, and everyone in it is bad and, and all these other things. And maybe you don't live like that all the time, 
But but for some of us, though, we get trapped in that where it's just like, oh, man, I'm just, you know, you had a bad five minutes and then that turns into a bad five days. And everything's ugly for those five days. Don't let a bad five minutes turn everything ugly. One of the things I've learned in my mind, I got to go, when I'm starting to go, oh, man, I'm just having this, oh, man, everything's just ugly today. Da, 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 da. Then I got to go, okay, that is not from the Lord. That is not a mindset from the Lord. It's just not. And you've got to recognize it. You gotta go. It, it, that's not a mindset of the Lord, because the mindset of the Lord is everything that I just talked about in Philippians one eight. The mindset of the Lord is beauty. The mindset of the Lord is mercy. The mindset of the Lord is all of those things. And so, and in fact, I've got to fix my mind on that. Fix it. Fix it. Fix it. Fix it. Fix it. Fix your mind on that. Be fixated on it. Some of you have been fixated on the darkness, and you need to be fixated on the light. Some of you have a mindset of hate and anger and bitterness and resentment. Just something happened in you, and now your mind is just, well, they hate me, and I'm bitter against them, and I've got resentment in my heart, and I've got anger. You know what you need? You need a mindset of the fruits of the Spirit. How do you combat that? The fruit of the Spirit, which is joy, kindness, self-control. Patience, love, gentleness. Anybody ever ever have that person? (laughs) That person that when you see them, start. No, it's a person. (laughs) Hey, how you doing? Sides are so bitter against that person. You're angry at that person. You're 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 kind of hateful against that person. You're like, oh man, if I never see you again, I will be all right. But I gotta see you every day, or once a month, or whatever it is. Next time you see that person, I I, I just want you to go love, joy, kindness. Patience, self-control. Watch that anger in your heart start to subside. Watch that bitterness begin to go away. Watch that hate that was there. It's very hard to hate somebody and love them at the same time. very hard to be angry against somebody and show them kindness at the same time. It's very hard to be bitter against somebody and show them gentleness at the same time. Fruits of the Spirit. Which the Bible says, against these, there is no law. Against those, nothing can come against it. And so develop the mindset of the fruits of the Spirit and not a mindset of anger and bitterness and resentment. And I think the last mindset that we have is we have the mind of the world instead of the mind of Christ, ultimately. Proverbs chapter 9, verse 6 says this. Proverbs chapter 9, verse 6. Lay aside your simple thoughts and leave your paths behind. 
agree with my ways. Live in my truth and my righteousness you will find. Lay aside the simple thoughts of the world. Lay aside the mindset of the world. Lay aside those mindsets. Agree with his ways. Just agree with it. Some of you, what you need to do today, this is a day that God has you here for a reason. And here's what he wants you to do. He wants you to settle it. If I was to title my sermon, that's what I would entitle it. I don't really give my title, my sermon's titles because I don't really think it matters. But if I did, <laughs> it would be called Settle It. Just settle it. Stop being double-minded. Stop being double-minded in having a mind of sin and having a mind of, of, of being, beating yourself up and that you can't do it, having a mind of lack, having a mind of despair and depression, having a mind of stress and anxiety, having a mind of ugly, having a mind of hate and anger and bitterness and resentment, having a mind of the world, and settle it and go toward a mind of righteousness. Settle it and go toward a mindset of grace. Settle it and go toward a mindset of peace and fullness. Settle it and go toward a mind of hope and expectation and magnificent glory and that God is always good. Settle it and go to a mind of peace. Settle it and go to a mind of beautiful. Settle it and go to the mind of the fruit of the Spirit. Settle it and go to the mind of Christ. Imagine if you had that mind. Just, just go ahead right now. Close your eyes. For just a moment. And I want you to imagine that you've settled it. Because remember what I said at the, at the beginning of the, the, the day. A double-minded man. See, the problem is that we're trying to be double-minded. And a double-minded man or woman is unsettled in all of their ways. So I believe that God has sent me here today because this is something that he told me in my three-day fast. He, he, he told me in, in the, the three-day fast that I did amongst the 21 days of prayer and fasting, he said, Josh, I'm settling you. And I'm going to settle your mindset. And it's going to be done. And you're not going to be double-minded any longer. And the days that I walk around double-minded are my worst days. The days that I have settled it in my mind, that I've just settled it, that I've just come to settle it. And that doesn't mean that you don't battle with it sometimes because you're going to. But here's the greatest thing. The more I've settled it in my mind, the moment that any of those other mindsets come into my mind, I'm like, that ain't me. I've settled it. I don't have a mind of depression and stress and anxiety anymore. I've settled it. I've got a mind of peace. So peace come on me right here. I, I don't have a mind that I'm going to beat myself up and lack and can't do. I've got a mind of providence and fullness. I've settled it. I've learned to just accept the, his ways. I've learned to put aside my simple thoughts and embrace his. I've learned to settle it. I, I've learned to, to read and claim Scripture over my life. I've learned that the Apostle Paul says that we now have the mind of Christ. Walk in the mind of Christ. Walk in the mind of Christ with those that you love. Walk in the mind of Christ. I want you to imagine the mind of Christ, not the mind of everything else that we went through today. How would your world change if you would just accept that? Imagine living in it. Imagine how much more peace you would have. Imagine how much more fullness you would have. Imagine how much more your life would be full of glory 
Imagine if you would just settle it. If you would just settle it. So right now, wherever you are, I want you to begin to ask God to settle your mind. Settle your mind on a mind of righteousness. Let's just go through those one more time. Come on. We got time. This is the most important thing that we could be doing right now. Just go ahead and ask, ask God. Say, give me the mind of righteousness. May I be way more conscious of my righteousness and not my sin. Give me the mind of your empowering presence on my life. May I be way more focused on your empowering presence than I am on my mistakes or what I can't do. So you say, Father, give me the mind of providence and fullness. May I be way more focused on providence and fullness than I am on lack. And how you are a God that provides everything. You are a way maker. Even when I don't see it, you're working. So I will not concentrate on my lack. I will concentrate on my God who is so big and so full. Give me that mind. Give me a mind of hope and expectation. Of your magnificent glory that you are always good. God, give me that mindset that you are always good. And make that mindset way bigger than any type of mindset that I could ever have of despair and darkness and depression. Give me a mindset of peace. Give me the mind of beautiful. Give me the mind of the fruits of the Spirit. Give me the mind of Christ. Help me to realize that it's mine because of what was done on the cross. May I, be, may, may I be way more aware of the mind of Christ than the mind of the world. As I walk out of here today. The band's going to come up, and as they do, I want you to. I want to show you something practically, real quick. This is called a Bible. I love the Bible. And uh, the Bible is good. Like, it's awesome. If you don't have one, I want to encourage you to get one. And I want to encourage you to get one besides just your version phone. Because it's real easy to, you're just distracted way more on your phone than you are with this right here. Um, your phone's awesome. But I just want to encourage you to get this. So here's one of the things that I do every morning. Every single morning, I have like three Psalms that I read to God, and I personalize it. And this is one that I read over you guys last week, but I want to read it to you in this context because I think this is so important because this helps me to develop the mind of Christ. I want to tell you, it's so important for you to declare the mercies of God new over your life every single day. 
you do not have to live in yesterday. The enemy wants you to live in yesterday, in the mindset of yesterday. And you know one of the best ways that you can just go, I'm not going to live in the mindset of yesterday. I'm going to live in the mindset that he's given me right now. At this moment, his mercies are new every single morning. And so the first thing you do is you just declare scripture over your life. It's the first thing I do. I don't care where I am. I'm waking up and I'm like, uh, Bible, where's my Bible? There it is. I got it. <laughs> I got it. And I go in. And, and, and so it's good to declare God's word to God. Because then it's like, hey, God, you wrote this, remember? You said you would do this. <laughs> so I'm just reminding you. I know you don't need it because you're God. But, but I, I'm just declaring my mindset today. And here it is. How joyous am I because I love the Lord. And I bow low before God, ready to obey him. I'm ready to obey you, so I am joyous today, God. And my reward, because I love you so much and because I bow low before you, and because I'm ready to obey you, my reward will be prosperity and happiness and well-being. So on my life, I will declare today that I will live a life that my reward, I will have prosperity today. I will have happiness today. I will have well-being in my body today and in my mind and in my soul and in my spirit. My wife will bless my heart and my home. I declare that every single day. If you're married, you need to declare that. It doesn't matter what your spouse is doing or not doing. My wife will bless my heart and my home every single day. And my kids will bring me joy as they gather around my table. I may not see the joy right now because they're getting up every five minutes, but it's coming. Yes, this is God's generous reward for me because I love him. So may, I, may the Lord bless me out of his Zion glory. So God, bless me out of your Zion glory, out of your glory. May I see the prosperity of the city that I'm living in throughout my lifetime. And may I be surrounded by grandchildren. Happiness to me. And happiness to all those around me. Now, do you see how that can help my mindset? Declaring that, the very first thing. Reading that to God. I think when I read that to God, he's like, I got you. Man, I love that boy. He's got a lot to learn, but man, I love that boy. Because he's getting it. You see that? He's getting that. I've got a mind for him. Oh, man. Walk in it. Just walk in it. So I don't know what God's doing in you right now, but I want you just to stand. Holy Spirit, right now, I just pray. I just pray for every person here. And I just want you to say this to God. Say the old mindset has got to go. Like, it's got to go. 
It's not bringing anything. It's got to go. I will be way more conscious of the mind of Christ and all of those mindsets that we went over today. than any other mindset that could come against me that is not from God. Scripture says that submit to the Lord. Bring all of your burdens, bring all of your sin, bring all of that to the Lord. So right now, any of those negative mindsets that we talked about, I want you just to bring it to the Lord right now. I want you to imagine that he's right there in front of you. I want you to, in your mind, write down every mindset that we talk about today that you need to surrender to the Lord. Go ahead, just act like you're physically writing it on a piece of paper in your mind. You got the pen in your hand and you're writing it down. You're writing it down. Now I want you to give that piece of paper to Jesus. And what does he do with it? What does he do with that piece of paper that's got all those negative mindsets? Let him take it somehow, some way, whatever he does. And then he just looks at you is here. Here is my mindset. I anoint you just as I have been anointed. That anointing flows off of me and into you. Off of me and into you. All of those old mindsets are gone. And through the anointing oil that is on my head, it now flows to you. And all of my mindsets are in you, child. Go.